You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning and their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty in Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games, practices, and storylines of your favorite players and coaches. And we have some exciting insight for you on this special edition of Pucks and Bolts. So be sure to download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit that auto download button so that you have all brand new episodes just sitting there waiting for you when you're ready. And you can also stream Pucks and Bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms, share it with friends, family, and other hockey fans. Of course, everybody wants to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. So be sure to download that app. Guys, I am Casey Hudson, and today I am not joined by Kaylee Mizell. Send her your best wishes and prayers as she is bouncing back from the holiday little sickness. We know that everybody kind of catches the bug around this time. So, Kaylee, we're thinking of you. We're wishing you a speedy recovery, and um, we know that you'll be back with us soon here on Pucks and Bolts. Guys, I'm so excited to chat with you all because, as you know, the Lightning just had a six-game homestead. They won five of those six games and the one game that they didn't win we know was a disappointing loss for them to the Red Wings um no player or coach on this team will describe it anything other than very weird and very unfortunate and I'm sure they're going to be looking to get a resurgence there and get that win back um as they will see they will face Detroit coming up here shortly within the next week so to close off that six game homestead Last night, the Tampa Bay Lightning hosted the Columbus Blue Jackets. So we know that this is typically not a matchup conversation that doesn't come up without reiterating or visiting that that devastating sweep a couple years ago. But that's the game that shall never be talked about ever again. So we won't go too far into it. The result was much different. Uh, The Bolts pulled off an exciting win. There was a weird period there, but overall it was a very exciting win. For the team and starting things off was a first period where the Bulls came out strong and we've seen this kind of collectively come about throughout the homestead this is kind of where they started to find more consistency having that strong start having that strong opening so a few changes that went into the lineup yesterday is that we know Mikhail Sergachev went out at the end of the Seattle Kraken game on Tuesday night after blocking a puck that hit his hand He went down to the tunnel. He is fine. He's on a day-to-day basis. He will be traveling with the team, but he was not in the lineup last night. But with Sergei out, uh, Bogosian dressed out. He was a part of it. Cal Foote was a healthy scratch. And uh, Nick Perbix, leave it to Perbix to be the step-in guy to fill Sergeyev's shoes while he's out. So first period opens up nice and strong. The Bolts get on the board about three minutes and 50 seconds into that first period. And the best part about this goal in this opening is that it wasn't Braden Point. It wasn't Stammer. It wasn't Cooch. It wasn't Killer. 
it wasn't Nick Paul. It was Pierre-Edouard Bellomere that opened up the scoring and got his first goal of this season. So we'll touch on that a little bit more because Kaylee got a chance to actually sit with Belly last week and talk with him as he, you know, joined the team on the road trip a couple weeks ago after being absent to handle some personal matters. So it was a great interview between Kaylee and Belly. And I think that kind of translates into Belly's emotions when he opened the scoring yesterday. Of course, like any humble NHL player, he said, it was just nice to contribute to the team. It's nice to finally get that first goal off your back and kind of see where it goes from here throughout the season. And Better yet, over this homestead, we've seen that it hasn't just been the first and second line making everything happen or making these wins attainable. It's been the fact that the third and fourth lines are starting to find their identity. And of course, it takes a little bit of uh, Cooper shuffling there to see what's going to stick. But Nemestikov is becoming a huge driving force on that fourth line. He collected the assist on Belly's opening goal there, and he got his first goal of the season not too long ago, just a few weeks ago. So a lot of firsts for this team. Bellamere adds to the tally, and uh, they were able to continue to control the game throughout the entire first period. They had more takeaways than giveaways in that first period, and I think that's an important thing to point out because we know that statistically, once you look at the end of these games, you wonder how the Bolts pulled off such success because of what their giveaways stack up at, but they had more takeaways than giveaways in that first period, controlled the first period very well, stayed within their structure, handled the neutral zone, which is always a goal of theirs. It was the second period that got a little crazy again. Kaylee and I just talked here on Pucks and Bolts about how important that second period is and versus the crack in the second period was their strongest period. That's where they loaded up the goals. That's where they really fought to contain their structure and they didn't lose discipline with all the penalties that were racking up. While this game versus the Blue Jackets was not a highly penalized game, the ebb and flow kind of got lost on both teams. You did see the Blue Jackets fighting to rally up there. That's where they started to get and collect their takeaway opportunities. And the passing distribution kind of switched up for both teams here. Um, and the goaltending ended up coming up very strong for the Blue Jackets. But once they powered through, it was um, Marchenko that ended up getting the goal for the Blue Jackets, leveling the scoreboard there, putting us in a tie game at 1-1 so the third period had a lot of pressure and a lot of importance once the guys came out if there's something else that the bolts have done very consistently so far this season it's the conversation that takes place in that second intermission third period has not only been a strong comeback period for them but a strong controlling period for them they've been very consistent across the board to come out and make sure that they implement their structure from the beginning and start tallying the goals on the scoreboard there. And that's exactly what they did. They had the same conversation that they have in the second intermission that just re-energizes these guys and lets them know that they still have a job to do in 20 minutes of hockey to play successfully. And they come into the third period and leave it to Braden Point to open the scoring in the third. And the third period was actually the first line. The first line completely took over, and there's no surprise there. We know the skill set. We know the ability of this first line. And what's insane is that their chemistry is just continuing to grow game by game. You're starting to see Brandon Hagel take a little bit from Pointer and Cooch and find his own identity. Nikita Kucherov is Nikita Kucherov, and Braden Point is just kind of hitting this whole different level in his game. I got a chance to hop on the J.P. Peterson show uh, moments ago and talk with him specifically about Braden Point. And they were wondering, is it just a confidence thing with Braden Point or what's the different element to his game this season? Me personally, I think it's health. 
I know that these guys, the hockey players play with injuries that we have no idea about until the end of the season when they're going through surgeries that you would have never guessed they needed to go through. And within that, we know that Braden Point has had an injury almost every season for the past four or five years. One in particular, the season before the guys headed into the bubble, Braden Point was trying so hard to bounce back. So I think health plays a huge factor into where Braden Point is now in his career and how he's leveling up his game. We know that he's a fast skater. Uh, we know that guys probably don't put him in the same category as a Connor McDavid, which is just insane. But the difference between Pointer and McDavid is that McDavid can play at 100 miles per hour on the ice for 60 minutes, where Pointer is more strategic, where he dials up the speed and then he can break so suddenly on such an in, a significant impact and make you pay for it. We've seen him break ankles for the past few games here. So I think Braden Point deserves to be a part of the conversation amongst the elites. I think the big thing that helps Braden Point right now elevate his game is that he's very, very healthy. Um, we haven't seen any issues whatsoever. So knock on wood, we hope that this team continues to stay healthy and in that he can play fast. He can break fast. His precision with his puck handling skills is one of a kind. And while it might not be the same precision that Nikita Kucherov has, they both work so well in tight spaces, which makes it impossible for them to lose the puck. Their puck management is one of a kind. And we saw that with the amazing goal that he had versus the Kraken. We saw that when he entered the third period versus the Blue Jackets last night. Uh, Brandon Hagel on the assist there. And it was, again, Nikita Kucherov that kind of set up the scope of this entire play. He saw Heggs in the right spot. Heggs executed to get it to Pointer, and Pointer sealed the deal there relentlessly going against the Blue Jackets goalie. Then moving through that, it becomes a two-goal game for Brandon Hagel. Heggs uh, with 13-36 into the third period. Nikita Kucherov finds him, sets him up. It was Hedman that was the conductor on this goal, getting everything orchestrated and lined up. Hedman had two assists last night. So if you guys did not catch the Brian Bradley interview with Kaylee and I sitting down with him last week, stop what you're doing and go listen to that episode right now because Brian Bradley gave some great insight as to players that he thinks needs to step up and that he wonders if they're working through something that is kind of holding back their play. Victor Hedman was one of the guys that he mentioned. He said, Hedy should kind of be a little further along in the goal and assist column at this point. But Hedman did collect that upper body injury on their West Coast tour earlier in the season. And he even called on Vasilevsky to step up a little bit more. But if you think about it, Vasi was playing behind a defense that was still kind of trying to find their chemistry and get the right pairings going there. If there's another thing that I would point out in the takeaways is that this defense has taken that next step. They didn't allow more than two goals throughout this homestead. So we've always heard Coach Cooper say it, the players say it as well. Three goals is always too much. So now they're kind of sticking to their guns there where they're not letting up so many goals. Defense is able to communicate a lot more. The pairings can shuffle up a little bit and not get out of structure or get confused back there. So we're starting to see this defense take that next step, which is crucial because this is a team that's always had a pretty quality defense. And it was a great combination of stay-at-home defensemen and offensive defensemen and now everybody's kind of getting involved which takes me back to Perbix and what he brings to this team and the talent and his ability to step up so while there were zero power play goals last night out of three power play opportunities I got a chance to ask Brandon Hagel you know what did he think of the special team's performance and he goes while we didn't land any goals we set up we had chances the looks were there and they looked really good it's something that we think we can build off of and translate on the road here as they take on a few division opponents. So Hanks feels good about where special teams is at. And to think of a guy like Mikhail Segachev not being a part of the power play 
and them still be able to hang in there. They had two shorthanded opportunities too. I agree with Brandon Hagel in the sense to where there was enough foundation there for them to build off of and us to see some exciting stuff on the road here, hopefully. And Nick Perbix have to get a massive shout out to him because he played very well in that second unit where uh, Mikhail Sergachev would have been. He played up strongly. He was a key part to setting up any of those opportunities that the Bolts did have. The passing was so great between this team yesterday. And so typically I get on them because I'm like, okay, passing has to clean up, has to get way better in order for them to minimize giveaways. I think giveaways was just the fact that the Blue Jackets were charging um, at the right time along the boards and able to force turnovers there. But outside of that, where the Bolts were able to recommand the game in the third period is the fact that they were able to get clean, fast passes through the neutral zone, and it paid off for these guys. So Brandon Hagel collects a goal in the third period, and then if it's not the best part of the night, and um, of course as a woman to be sentimental about it, it was a cute part of the night. I'm sure no hockey player wants to be called cute when he's playing this game, but uh, towards the end of the night, empty netter gets collected by Brandon Hagel, but it's Nikita Kucherov who just dangles it, hangs back and then passes it to to Hagel and allows him to collect that empty netter. And when we asked Hags about it after the game, he said, you know, that's probably why he has a letter on his chest. He's like, I'm sure I probably should have given the puck back, but you know, I took it and and I was happy that he, that he gave it to me. And when I asked coach Cooper about it too, coach is like, it's just a very unselfish team. There's not much more that you could say about that. And to think of Nikita Kucherov playing such an unselfish game and loading up in the assist column, putting his team first consistently. Just imagine where this team is going to be when it starts getting into the playoff conversation and the guys not get a little bit more selfish, but they start taking those chances a bit more. I think Kaylee and I have discussed it a lot here on Pucks and Bolts, whether or not this team is heading in the right direction. And I think it's very safe to say that they are. They're building at the right time. They're growing at the right time. Different guys are starting to get involved. And we all know that in hockey, you're the most dangerous team out there. If you've got four strong lines versus one or two, and those last two lines are starting to piece together. Anthony Sorelli being a key part of that. He did not have an assist last night, but we saw the irritating Anthony Sorelli that everybody knows and loves. He was a complete fly and, and stuck to these guys like crazy. So the turnover tally for this team, if I was to pull that up really quick, ended up being um, 19 takeaways. And the Blue Jackets only had 13 takeaways to the Bolts, 19. And that's with the Bolts only leading in shots and goal in the first period. So that just kind of shows you the effort there. We know who's a big part of that effort. It's Brandon Hagel, but it was also Anthony Sorelli. So now that you have these two, top four checking guys and I got a chance to ask coach Cooper about it once who's the best four checker on the league and he really didn't want to answer um he said when you're looking at it of course you're going to go with Sorelli he goes but I do really like I do really like Heggs Brandon Hagel is irritating and he's not afraid to be physical he is a very chippy guy he's also very skilled so he has all of these elements to his game and you don't see it until you play him. And that's always a nice surprise to have when a guy can show you that he has way more skills in the arsenal than you can see by watching film or playing against him in previous games. Brandon Hagel is kind of a completely different beast at this point. And a lot of that is due to playing with Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. So Bolts pull off a 4-1 win. Once uh, Brandon Hagel hits that empty netter, they played two strong periods, let up in the second. Of course, they hold themselves so accountable. So... They didn't love how that second period played out, but they're so happy that they were able to close out the homestead. And Heggs also said after the game that the entire team's kind of looking forward to this quick little road trip 
taking on division opponents because this is when their team gets to bond even more. They get to have those dinners. And it's important because the more that they bond, the more chemistry they build off the ice, it translates onto the ice and keeps them on that trajectory to continue building and growing and turning into that playoff team that we know that they can be at the right time. We know that all teams kind of dial things up after the NHL week or NHL All-Star week. So I'm excited to see where this team goes and how this uh, final road trip before Christmas, the team will head off to face the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday at 7 p.m. After that, it'll be Toronto, and then they'll try to get that redemption versus the Detroit Red Wings before they head home. So stay tuned with us at Pucks and Bolts for all coverage and all updates with this team. Typically, Kaylee and I are still tweeting and putting up information for away games while the guys are gone. So you'll still know what's being said in the press conferences, um, know how the games play out, updates throughout the game. So follow us at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter. And then you can also follow me at the Sports Case K-A-S-E and at Kaylee Mizell to stay up to date on all things. And uh, with that said, an exciting game, even though there was a lull of the second period, there's got to be some guys that get credit there. So typically Kaylee and I do cherry pickers and we'll do an honorable mention. So this might be weird to flip this up a little bit. My honorable mention, of course, is going to have to be Pierre Eduard Bellemare because he opened up the scoring, because he finally got his first goal of the season. But uh, my cherry picker of the game is going to have to be Braden Point. It's just you're seeing him contribute every single game, and it's not in any sort of mild fashion. I think Braden Point is going to have himself a very special season. Um, also, again, while just talking to JP on the JP Peterson show, you know, he's that guy that can hit that 40, 50 goal tally if he just continues on the trajectory that he's on. So I think we're just scratching the surface with what Braden Point's going to produce for this team for this season, what this first line is going to do. And of course, if I had another honorable mention, it would be Nikita Kucherov, who had three assists last night. That's not one or two games where he's had three assists. It's probably his fourth or fifth game this season. So another player that you want to keep an eye on and just see where he's going to end up statistically by the time that this team enters playoffs. So uh, two honorable mentions, Bellamere, Kucherov, and then my cherry picker being Braden Point because he is just elevating and playing at a whole new level. And I hope that he can maintain that throughout the entire season. So that's my cherry picker and honorable mentions. Bulls wrap up the homestead, get ready to hit the road, kicking things off with Montreal. And as I mentioned at the top of the segment here at Pucks and Bolts, Kaylee, we miss you. And she will be back with us on the next episode. But something that Kaylee did get a chance to do was sit down with Pierre Bellemere that I mentioned earlier and uh, get some insight on what it was like for him to return. Belly also got his first goal of the season last night versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. So here's Kaylee Mizell with Pierre Edouard Bellemere. I just wanted to see how you're doing. I feel uh, better mentally. Yeah. I've struggled with it at the beginning of the season, and somehow this trip was really difficult, but they also somehow feel the hurt in my head. Uh, I could talk to my mom and everything, and so uh, you never want to leave the team in the time of the year, and this is uh, it was a difficult. Difficult and not a difficult choice in a way, yeah. Because you don't want to leave the team, but all at the same time, it's uh, family. It's family, so uh, you get you get out in a hurry, if I can say it this way. Um, 
And I mean, it's it's really tough because I don't know how to talk about it without, uh, you know, um, people really to feel any pity at this kind of shit. Like, you know, it's like life is terrible, but uh, I got to spend time some some time with her, and uh, hopefully, there is more coming up. Maybe less. Pity um, and more compassion, mm. right? Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Feel... I, I mean, uh, I'm not asking for anything. Yeah. It's just that this, uh, this is something that uh, uh, we thought we were done with this summer, and fortunately came back ten times stronger. And, uh, and now uh, the days are counted. So uh, going back home at that time was uh, the best kind of thing I could have done to help her and. Uh, and to see the kids and everything. Now, uh, uh, I don't know, like I said, somehow it's been uh, above my head a lot and I've been trying to, to figure out how to deal with it and, and uh, actually going home and spending time with the family uh, helped a lot. Can you describe that like mental process of like being able to see her and having because you said at the beginning of the season that, that it's, it was weighing on you mentally mm -hmm. but now you feel a little more clarity yeah somehow I don't know the fact that uh, to be able to to take care of her um, in a way that I was never expecting you never expect you know to, to take care of your mom uh, like a newborn in a way but uh, but somehow um, it was something that I feel I don't know I felt I was happy doing it and despite like if I actually said what happened for five days people would probably like be shocked but actually for me it I felt happy to help her and 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 her to see the kids and everything and somehow it I think it jump started something and and actually battling her harder so uh, so yes yeah, so it was uh, it was something that weighed me because I'm kind of a positive person in the locker room and then uh, at times, maybe I didn't feel like I wanted to be positive at all. Uh, and despite who you talk to and who they're helping you, you know, at the end of the day, it's what's on your head. And but the fact that the team, the organization, like, you know, kind of, like, supported me and, like, you know, kind of pushed me, like, to not care about hockey, to go home. And, uh, and I wanted to go home, but I didn't know how to, to bring it up. So, like, even if it was a difficult five days in a way, it was... Just fun to see her and fun to talk to her and and if it's the last time I see her, at least I took the time to, to be with her a little bit. Coming off of that and then skating in a game that is meaningful, right? Like mm. your six hundred and eighth game. The, yeah. Is does that have any like also you know kind of comparison to kind like of, just feeling excited and? I think if it's like kind of. Everything kind of goes a little bit together, you know, like yeah. I've always had that mentality or you don't know how long you're here, like you don't know how long you play this game, you don't know how long you're on these thirds, you know, anything can happen. So I've always been this way of, you know, take every day like it's the last one. But then, you know, you have routines and you expect stuff, you know, like, and like a lot of people in Florida don't know how good it is in Florida until they have a, you know, a life-changing experience where they have to move from here and then they realize like, oh, I would have love to take more time and opportunity in this in this place right and for me this was kind of like a, a little bit like kind of a, a wake-up call in a way like even if i'm every day enjoying everything uh focusing too much on the, the near minded and just like all right you know what today is this game and i know she's at home she's watching it so just give your heart out and and 608 was it's just a number for a lot of people but i mean it's 
it's never been done in my country. So it was a pretty cool thing. And I know that in the morning, she would have watched the, you know, the recap of the game and she would read stuff. And if that can help her, like get a little bit more positive and whatever can help to beat uh, that disease, uh, I was happy about it. So uh, it's coincidentally, which is weird, like since I've been back. My game has changed a little bit. I'm back a little bit more to myself, and uh, uh, and, and and it's weird because I've tried to not let it distract me. But eventually, I mean, it it did. Um, and now, like you know, I get my ass whooped by her if I'm not playing the right way. So, <laughs> so it's fun to see that. Be sure to follow us at Pucks and Bolts. Download that Odyssey app. Search Pucks and Bolts. Hit that auto-download button so that you have all episodes, including mini-sodes, sitting there waiting for you and share it with friends, family, and other hockey fans all around, guys. I am Casey Hudson, writing solo at the Sports Cases, where you can follow me for all coverage, including many episodes like this. Thank you guys for joining me, and I'll catch you next time back with Kaylee. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 